Hey, you there? I am there. Hey, we're Ooh. here with Trevor. How's it going, Moses clan? <laughs> it's going great. How are you? I'm tired, but we are here and I'm excited. Yeah, it is 9.39 on Tuesday nights as if we're a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> and have nothing else going on in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the show. I've got um, my dad's here. Say hey, kid. Hey, kid. <laughs> oh, that was my name. No, you didn't even tell me to say yeah, hey, sorry kid. Okay. So this is our first uh, in-season episode of 2022. We're we're exactly two months in now, and this is the point in the season um, where the standings really seem to matter. Uh, last year, if you guys remember, I put out that little thing about, uh, the standings and how deep into the season, the standings stick. And at two months in, they start sticking pretty good. So wherever we're at, like, that's a, uh, that, that's going to make a difference at this point. So, and there's a lot of people like within like 30 points of each other at the top. So I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a tough finish. There's a lot of people who still have a chance at winning. So that's really, that's kind of what I was hoping for. And it's what I thought was going to happen coming out of the draft. Yeah. Um, and so far this year, I it, like, even at the bottom, like um, last year, I think Eric and I were below a hundred points. So I, we have a lot of like, even at the bottom, like there's guys that are, are pe- uh, sorry, Angela too, that um, they're still competing and uh, doing pretty well at this point so yeah it's been pretty good year so far yeah very competitive and there's just been so many bad performances and then you're we're starting to see some of those equalize like just tonight marcus simeon went seven for eight with three home runs and two net stolen bases ridiculous ridiculous and he's been terrible all season so good for tyler for finally getting something out of him that he wanted yeah, you and I were talking about how league-wide stats have just been down this year. Yeah, um, I mean, the OPS, no one above 800, I think that's that's pretty odd. Like, And then, you know, a couple people below 700. So that's definitely way down from what we're used to seeing. But it seemed like May, a lot more home runs. I don't know if it's reflected in the averages as much, but um, it seemed like the OPS is – have leveled out in the mid sevens for the most part in our league. So that's a good sign, I think. Well, I've checked the numbers and you're absolutely right. So I looked at uh, league-wide stats from April 7th to May 6th. Uh, league-wide 233 average, 306 on base percentage, 372 slugging percentage. But from May 7th through yesterday, 246 average, 314 on base percentage and 402 slugging percentage so that's a difference in ops of like 40 points yeah that's that's huge that's a big rise um and from this like i was doing a little bit of research it seems as if um the expected batting averages are uh, you know, 20 points down from um, like what what we would think that they would be basically. So like what we're seeing in hard hits, we're not really getting the results. So um, is that the ball is, you know, or, or is that the changes they've made? Um, 
We also saw six no-hitters last year from April through mid-May. So we haven't had those pitching performances as much. I mean, we've had some complete games, but um, I don't think it's the pitching has been as dominant to reflect what the offensive numbers have been either. So um, kind of kind of confusing of what the MLB has going on on their hands right now. Yeah, that's a really good point about the pitching performances not quite matching up with what we're seeing with the hitting numbers. I hadn't thought about that. And yeah, I, I don't know if it's just a thing about April. I mean, April theoretically, I believe is the worst month for hitting just because of the, the colder temperature. And then as things warm up, it gets better. And there may be something about pitching was just a little ahead of the hitting. I, I don't know why that would be, but like you said, the ball has definitely been uh, talked about a lot as a factor, but things seem to be normalizing at this point and we don't have to adjust our expectations so much for what our teams do on a daily basis. If I can interject here, I think it's a, um, you know, the, the poor hitting has been another, um, oh, what's the word I want to use here? Another effect of climate change. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well you would think as things got hotter they would hit better but you never know well the air is thicker that's that's the problem i see i i blame gas prices on our bad hitting too so that's <laughs> that's part of it <laughs> all right so we plan to take a look at each team and note uh, some notable performers whether those are good performances or bad ones are you guys ready to do that Yep. Yeah. Um, I guess we can start. Uh, we can go. What do you want to do? By standings? Alphabetical? What are you guys thinking? I think standings. We'll start at um, last place or 13. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. So we'll start with uh, Angela. No. Well, Angelo. Angelo. As you say, are we going by current? <laughs> Angela's been on a little bit of a, a, a heater here, getting into 11th now. Yeah, so uh, who, who's got thoughts on uh, some guys on Angelo's team? Uh, I guess I'll start. So, I mean, obviously, Manny Machado had one of the hottest months of April. I mean, and he's pretty much continued that. Um, his numbers are you probably, you know, some of the best in the league so far. Uh, power numbers are not, you know, near as much the top, but, um, you know, 327 average, 942 OPS. That's, you know, you can't ask for much more than that. Um Ozzy Albies has been pretty decent. Rizzo was out of his mind for a, for a few um, a while in April as well, um, and he's kind of kept that up. I don't I don't think that his uh, expectations were as as much go as what he's probably performed at this um, stage. I mean, his average is low, but I mean he's hit 13 home runs, 35 RPI RBIs, and with an 800 OPS at 215, that's pretty solid. Um, uh, his pitching has probably been not what he's wanted, but I mean, he doesn't have like a, um, a glorified ace in his rotation, but I mean, Tristan McKenzie's been, uh, I had him last year and I thought he was going to be, um, really good and he struggled immensely with location. And I think he's kind of come a long way. So yeah, those are my guys for Angelo. I think he's got some decent things. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of good teams in our league and it's so, I mean, would I think this year is a lot 
more, there's not as much, um, I guess, would you call it parity or, uh, yeah, I think that's the right word. Um, where everyone's pretty tight, you know, we have like a level of like the top, the middle and the bottom are all kind of competing, but no one's really like a bad, I don't think we have a really bad team this year. Like we did last year, like myself at the bottom. <laughs> um, I, I like, you know, and he's consistently been good the last few years is uh, Bogarts has been very good. Um, he continues to be, you know, his OPS is 875. He's hitting 322. Um, so I, I like him a lot. Uh, small sample size, but so far Nolan Gorman is doing pretty well for Angelo, but he's only had 46 at bats, so. That remains to be seen. Besides Tristan McKenzie, um, Luis Garcia, although his one loss record isn't real good, his his other numbers are, are pretty good. And I like him. And Zach Allen has also pitched really well coming back from, you know, having offseason last year. Um, those are some guys that I really like on the upside for Angelo's team. Yeah, as far as why he's in last place, well, Tyler O'Neill's been horrible. Uh, <laughs> and he spent a bit of money on him. And he's hitting for, I'm looking at team logs here. So his team log, Tyler O'Neill's hitting 193 with a 554 OPS. Um, Nelson Cruz has not been good. He's got uh, like 180 plus plate appearances, and he's only hitting 246 with a 704 OPS. Um, Teoscar Hernandez has been bad. So he's had quite a few underperformers so uh, it's gonna take uh a lot of them to really bounce back pretty big um for angela to really push up to the top which uh, there's a lot of players who need to do that and you think it's gonna happen like it's it's gotta happen like they gotta come back to a certain extent but uh, you just wonder if it's a little too late too little too late at this point in the season but uh the one good pitcher i'll add that we haven't mentioned yet is Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen's been awesome. He's got 56. Oh, you did mention that. Oh, he did I, mention I heard, Zach Gallen. I heard you mention Garcia. I missed the Gallen part. I was probably thinking about what I was going to say. Oh, well, then I'll say Pablo Lopez then. He's got 36 good innings out of him with an ERA of one and a whip of 089. He but, he, but he traded him. Uh, he that was true. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. So there you go. So there's Angelo. Uh, 12th place. Uh, Dad, that's you. Say hey, kid. Am I in 12th now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> 12th place. Well, why don't you just shoot me? No, not according to this. I'm, well, I'm going off uh, this morning's standings. Oh, I, I thought we were going off of the current stats. So, not the live standings. I'm going oh, okay. off the, that's fine. the static ones. That's fine. Uh, you want to tell us about? I think you guys should talk about me. I'm biased. All right, Trevor, you want to start us off with that one? Well, I mean, the guy that trades, you know, just is willing to trade whoever to, you know, just keep making moves. You know, you got to love it. You know, um, he's made some moves that he probably, you know, maybe regrets a little bit, but he also has made some moves that, you know, he's probably pretty happy with too at, at times. So, um, I think we're in, so, you know, Say Hey Kid and I have pretty much a podcast um, at least once or twice a week now. Um, it seems like we, he calls me, you know, it's early in the afternoon and we sometimes talk for like two hours. So um, we're very well uh, voiced on his team and we were talking about 
you know, where we think he probably will finish in the standings and where he's at now, I don't think will be a result as long as he, you know, continues to play for this year. If he, you know, ends up selling off completely, um, you know, maybe he stays down there. But, uh, you know, looking at his team, um, he probably – he, you know, got like, let's start with pitching. Um, so like Logan Gilbert been fantastic, you know, um, he was pretty highly sought out, uh, sought after, um, for, you know, the bottom tier guys, um, in the draft after a lot of the big names came off. I think a lot of us were pretty high on him and as his numbers look, you know, uh, you know, K to walk mid threes, but it's been really good over the last month two over four and the whip has been, you know, around one. Uh, so that was a big pickup for him. Him trading for uh, Scooball with you, um, you know, had to give up a decent amount to get that maybe. But, um, you know, he's been – Scooball has been – is that – I don't – is it Scooball, Scooball? I don't I don't know. But um, he's been fantastic. You know, sub one whip, low low two ERA, you know, been one of the best pitchers in the league so far. Um, he got Bobby Witt and with Eric and that, um, you know – He's I think he's going to be the way he's hitting now. He can only get better um, and he has all the tools to be a five tool guy. So that was a big get for him. Um, Julio Rodriguez also another guy. Those are two probably his main core guys. So he's, you know, obviously once again, you know, say, hey, kid, getting the young guys and building for next year. And does he keep them? Does he try to trade them for guys? Who knows? We'll see. No one's safe on say, hey, kids team. So that's all I got for for now for him. You got any thoughts, Jonathan? Yeah, you pretty much covered it. Like one of the things I I was doing to look at each team is I was going to their team logs and looking at players who have had like at least a hundred at bats, and there aren't that many <laughs> because so many <laughs> players have played for uh, the champs team. Um, but the ones that have had over a hundred bats have not played well. And that's why probably why he's slower in the standings. Uh, the only one who's had over 100 at bats on his team who has played well is Julio Rodriguez. That's that's the big prize you just mentioned. But um, bad numbers from Bo Bichette, especially uh, mm. for for your team, Dad. He's he only hit 240 with a 668 OPS. Very aware. Um, yeah, <laughs> Connor Joe was okay for the league. Yeah, you know, 258, 724 OPS, and Rafael Devers was fine but not what you're hoping from out of rafael devers before you traded him so yeah and wander franco uh again fine 725 ops 266 average on your team log but not what you were hoping to get and he's hurt now so a lot of your most played players have just not performed uh very well so that's probably why you're down and hopefully you can find the guys to kind of boost you back up with, you know, the current players you got now. And so yeah. you can get some of those numbers back up, but. Uh, uh, offense has been the bugaboo for me. Yeah. Of course you look at the offense I've traded away, but um, I didn't expect to be real competitive this year. I really made a decision to make trades to help me for next year. And um, even if it hurt me this year, because uh, I didn't expect I could win, and so um, I, I could—I probably could have been more competitive than I will be had I not traded away some of the guys that I did. But 
Um, but I'm looking down the road. So and pitching, I think there's some guys that are doing really well right now that are, that well, Trevor mentioned some of them. I, um, there's a couple that could be, uh, it's too early to tell, but uh, Cabrera, Edward Cabrera and Ronzi Contreras um, could be really good, I think. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention your complete adoration of your relief pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> I, all of them have, have whips under one, like well under one. Except Tanner Houck. Uh, yeah, but he's been kind of used as a starter and a reliever, so we'll give him a pass. So, And I will say, like, one of the things I love about this league is no matter how far down people are, like, no one stops playing. Everyone's trying to get up in the standings. And even though you're looking, to, you're looking with an eye towards next year, every time we talk about your team, you're talking about, well, I hope I can get up to at least sixth place. And Eric, the last few years, even though he was, like, selling before the season started, it, we're deep into the season. He's like, oh, you think I can make it to 10th place? Or really, he's like really hoping to make it to just 10th place. Like everybody plays like the whole season and everyone's trying to, you know, pass everybody else no matter where they are in the standings. And that's what makes it so competitive. I love it. Well, there are some pitchers that have not performed well. We talked about the hitters, but um, specifically starting pitchers. I've had, well, I have some good young ones. I, um Sandoval he's got some okay numbers but he's got a real command issue and it's affected his walks his Cato walks and his whip and Charlie Morton has been a complete disappointment um to this point so yeah and you spent probably he was your highest pitcher on I, your staff? I traded for him oh you traded for him that's right okay all right, uh, moving on to 11th place. That is Angela. Uh, thoughts on her team at this point, notable performers, Trevor? Yeah, so looking at the game logs here, so, you know, Salvador Perez goes down. That wasn't ideal, and he hasn't really been that great. Um, that's kind of been a hit for her. Um, Jose Abreu, you know, hasn't been hitting the way he's um, – what we've known that he will uh, do, but um, Hayes, I was, I was high on Hayes last year and he's finally coming into that high draft pick that he was um, three seventeen eight ninety seven OPS. That's, that's an awesome. I mean, um, the power numbers are there too. Those didn't reflect last year at all. He's hit seven home runs, 28 RBIs. Uh, the odd thing to me that stands out with a guy like him um and his speed is like is the uh, no net stolen bases, but um, I guess the power numbers have kind of come around. So, and she's gotten um, thirteen net stolen bases from Edmund, so that's pretty. And he's been he's I had him last year, and he didn't really uh, perform. So she's gotten that out of out of him. Uh, Maryfield has been the slow, steady kind of even keel guy that we've known him to be. hasn't Nothing too exciting, but, you know, posting a 281, 742. I mean, those are pretty solid numbers for this year. That's a pretty much above league average, um, you know. So I, I think with expectations that we've had to lower, those are actually really solid numbers, 281, 742. 
with three net stolen bases. Um, and then Brandon Nimmo, he's been, I think he's been trending a little bit down lately, but um, 279, 859 uh, OPS. I didn't have Brandon playing the way he did this year. Um, so good on her for, for getting some guys that have kind of overperformed, I think, so far. Um, but yeah, like produce like probably how she'd want him. You know, Alex Bregman's, uh, I think a lot of people saw that writing on the wall a little bit with everyone leaving Houston. Um, his numbers were probably going to trend down. Um, as far as pitching, Wheeler's come around lately. He's been pitching great. That K to walk is beautiful. Love to see that. Four four seven. Um, I love anytime you can. I, I, I've been trying to key on K to walk as much as possible. Um, and then a the guy I wanted in the draft, uh, Manuel Classe, Clace. I don't, uh, you know, I'm bad with pronunciation, but he's been fantastic. Once again, K to walk, beautiful. Um, and then Carlos Carrasco, that Mets pitching staff. He's been he's been fantastic. Seven and one, 61 strikeouts to 13 walks, 4.7 K to walk. Uh, it's it's hard to believe with that pitching staff. It's just that her hitting hasn't really probably been there as much as she'd like to um, to kind of get her up in the standings. But yeah, she's got she's gotten some pretty pretty good performer so far it's just kind of tying it all together dad anything dad um well i mean you know the hitters you kind of hit on everybody probably the big one for her i'm being a little redundant but uh, salvador salvador perez has been the antithesis of salvador perez last year uh he's just you know i I have him in our Atna league, and he does seem to be beginning to turn it around. But you won't; she won't get the production out of him that she got last year. Brandon Crawford, the same thing. Um, and then, as far as the pitchers go, uh, Barrios, to this point at least, has been a disappointment. I loved her one-two punch of Liam Hendricks and uh, Emmanuel. I call him Class A. I don't know if that's right, but. Uh, I like those two guys. Um, Hendricks ERA is a little high, but 13 is save holds, so I can't argue with that. Uh, and she's got some other qualities. So, yeah, I would say it's she's a lot like me in that it's pitching's giving her whatever lift she's getting, and hitting is the challenge. Yeah, you guys pretty much covered it. Yeah, the, the hitting's been really rough for her. All like her high plate appearance guys have i mean you mentioned it bregman crawford um we can throw in reese hoskins in there too he's got over 200 plate appearances with a 215 average and an ops under 700 so just super underperforming this is like it's it's everywhere like everyone's team is i mean obviously some more than others but there's some like so many guys just majorly underperforming and which ones are going to bounce back? That's This might be the season because of that um, where we do see big swings in the standings even later in the season because of just how streaky players seem to be this year. Yeah, one more thing on Reese Hawk Hoskins. That's kind of like the story of his career basically so far is like that he, you know, and he'll probably have a, a – I'm assuming he'll have some month this year where we'll remember who he really is, but – He's been a pretty, you know, cold to hot kind of guy and um, hasn't really been that consistent bat that people would probably like him to be. Yeah. All right. So that takes us to Tyler. 
tenth place, Hollywood swinging. What you got, Trevor? I think Tyler's team is a lot better than where he's been in the standings, and if he can get Degrom and I think Sales, um, he's. I think he. I just looked. He was throwing a bullpen session. Um, yesterday what's today today's tuesday i think he threw it today so he should be looking for a rehab start soon um degrom threw a bullpen on saturday so i think if he gets those two guys back his pitching has been by far the worst in the league um he's the only one i think that had it, it might be lower now but the last time i checked it was over four uh, ZRA. So, um, yeah, it's four, it's way high. It's almost a point higher than pretty much every, everyone in the league. So, um, if he can get the pitching, um, I think he can make a run towards the top. I don't know if he can make it all the way back. Um, and then his average is kind of hurting him, right? Those are, I mean, so there's stats that he's big time leading in and then there's stats that are really hurting him and guys like Marcus Simeon, if he can come around, um, and Kyle Schwarber can get, you know, can kind of be more what he was last year. Um, I think that he'll, he can make a run, um, towards the top. I don't know if he can make it all the way back, but he has the, he has the power, uh, the, you know, the, the star studded guys to, to kind of make that run, I think for where he's at in the standings. Uh, yeah, you said with the pitch, he's, he's got 20 pitchers on his team log. Only three of them have a winning record. Uh, <laughs> the rest are either losing record or, or even at best. And Kevin gaussman has been the lone bright spot on that pitching staff and everyone else has been bad to worse. Uh, so that's really got to come around and, who better than, as you mentioned, DeGrom to help with that. So hopefully he gets him soon. Um, as far as other players, uh, Wilson Contreras has been awesome. Uh, maybe the best catcher in the league on the team logs, at least. He's got over 100 plate appearances with a 287 average and a 1028 OPS on mm-hmm. Tyler's team. Wilson Contreras has been awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, the Christian Yelich experiment this year has not gone very well, though he does have five home runs and seven net stolen bases. So that's like a, what, 15, 21 pace, which isn't too bad. That's just the average and OPS have, have been down. I thought he started off pretty hot. I thought, but then mm-hmm. kind of fallen off. Um, same with Mike Trout. He, he's still numbers are really good. And he did Homer again tonight. He's kind of breaking out of his slump, but he was slumping there for a little bit. No, Dad yeah, he's only hit. He, oh, sorry, he's he's only hitting one forty six, uh, two thirty seven over the last month, but one forty six over the last two weeks. So, um, yeah, those numbers are not Mike Trout worthy. He had a couple of guys. I, I we talk about people surprising. I mean, uh, Mike Yastrzemski has really um, uh, improved. Yeah, he's uh, been awesome. I think we were pretty down on him the entire year last year, and. Even at the very beginning of this year, he he wasn't looking very good right as the season started. But uh, and Kyle Tucker started out very poorly, but has uh, raised or elevated his game now, and he's hitting much better. Um, so those two people I had a comment. You know, Joey Bart's been a uh, pretty big uh, disappointment. Moncada, uh, 
Trent Grisham. I mean, all these guys are people that we thought might be decent, but are not given him anything to work with. So, uh, Trev, one more. Trevor Rogers, big disappointment so far. Yes. I thought you were going to tell me I was the big disappointment. That was, that was, like, that was rude. <laughs> I'm keeping personal things out of it. Okay. All right. That takes us to Justin's team, ninth place. What's his team's name anyway now? Judge Dredd. Dredd. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> he does lead the league in name changes. Yeah, yeah, he does. All right, Trevor, what you got for Justin's team? Uh, let's see here. Justin's team. So he's – the pitching has been – he's 34-18 and 18 win-loss record. That's really great. I'm, um, I'm as far as some of the other stats he's missing in, you know, the K to walk, not been great. But um, – I mean, it's kind of surprising. He was up there in the pack, and he's kind of fallen back of late, um, and that's when he's decided to uh, copy everyone's name, which is hilarious. <laughs> Got to love that. Um, but, yeah, let's take a look more closely at, at what he's actually got going on. So Alejandro Kirk, we're talking about great catchers. He's been one of the best, um, you know, 306 with 854 um, through his 104, you know, not as many – you know, that's actually a pretty decent amount of uh, plate appearances for a catcher. But, yeah, he's probably right there with um, Contreras. Um, C.J. Crone, monster in Colorado. That was huge. 295 with a 906 OPS. Got to love anyone that can mash in, uh, in Colorado. Uh, Justin Turner, pretty big disappointment so far, I would say. Um, you know, I think he's been coming around sort of. Late. He's hitting. He hit 263 uh, with a 827 over the last month. So that's you know trending in the right direction, and so hopefully that can get him back to you know more normal of, of uh, JT. Um, you know George Springer just continues to mash leadoff home runs per usual. The Springer Dingers gotta love that. I loved having him on my team for all those years and having that coined name for my team name. Um, as far as his bench, he has pretty much everyone on some sort of IL or COVID list or so Carlos Correa um, probably a big disappointment for him so far. He's been either hurt or out, you know, he's out again. He's only got 140 plate appearances, but I think when he's played, he's been, um, he's been big for him um, for the most part. Um, hasn't probably doesn't really have a whole lot of depth, but um Austin Meadows, big disappointment so far as well. But he's got some guys that have that have played pretty well. I think he's just – it's the depth that's probably hurting him a little bit. Um, pitching, Severino, not – you know, maybe not back to, like, the Severino ace that, uh, you know, and we'll probably never see that guy. But he's, he's been really solid for the Yankees staff. Maybe not as many quality starts as you would like. But um, with that bullpen they have um, – you know, that's they, they aren't going to stretch guys big time unless your name's Garrett Cole, thankfully. Uh, Michael Kopich is, um, he's, yeah, he's been dominant at times, but um, probably not exactly what uh, people would expect. And then, of course, you know, the, the big, big game Joe, no, no, Joe, um, has been one of the best pitchers in the league. So, I, 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 Justin's team is kind of confusing to me. I, I, he has some guys, um, and I think he could get back in it possibly um, if if he gets some help. But 
we'll, we'll see. I think the depth is kind of hurting him at this point, but he's definitely had some good performers so far. Yeah. Well, I think he covered most of it. Again, if we're talking, um, Corey Kluber hasn't been half bad. Um, I don't know how long Justin's had him or if he has had him for the whole season or what. I didn't look. But, uh, you know, some other underperformers. Of course, Suzuki's hurt right now, but he really slid back after an incredible start. You know, Kelnick's been a disappointment, but he was a disappointment last year too. Um, and so, um, you know, I mean, that's it for the most part. Josh Taylor's doing pretty decent, but. Yeah, sticking with the theme of having uh, high volume players just putting up awful stats. Um, I, I mean, you already mentioned Justin Turner. Um, I don't think you mentioned Max Muncy. Um, I did not. I'll mention him. Yeah, like the, the two Dodgers, uh, both a uh, lot of plate appearances on Justin's team and both with OPSs under 650. Um, so again, those high volume guys just putting huge dents in those statistics um, on, on for his hitting uh, has really kind of done some damage. So Again, we'll see who turns it around and uh, and who falls apart, and maybe we'll see uh, Justin swing upwards if he can do that. Uh, and that takes us to David's team. One one thought before we get to David's team, mentioning on guys that have like so high total guys for to people's lineups. Do you think we're? I, I don't play in any other fantasy baseball leagues, but do you think we're? like the most like pretty loyal to our guys and we'll stick with guys no matter how bad they're playing maybe a little bit too much in our league I notice. I mean I do it and I notice most everyone does it in our league but like we will just start guys no matter how cold they are just because we don't want to miss out on any stats that we know they we know who they are but they're just in like the biggest cold streak that they've seen and we'll just continue to start them and it probably hurts us more than it does us any good so my understanding is that you unless there's reason to believe there's something seriously wrong with them like you think they're playing through an injury or you see like a serious change in uh, one of their skills like whether they're starting to chase balls outside the zone or something like that in general you're just supposed to stick with your guys like that's considered good process um but I've seen teams in our league do the opposite, where they don't stick with them and they play the hot, the hot hand, and that's worked for them. Uh, I think Uncle Eric has done that a number of times over the years, to my great frustration. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's bad process, not what you're supposed to do, but it's worked for him. So I think I see like half the league, at least half the league, probably sticks with the guys like you're generally supposed to but we've got a lot of teams that don't play that way who you know if the guy's cold you, you bench him and you if it means finding something someone on the waiver wire who's a no name who's who's hot you do play them so we, we do see some differing strategies as far as that goes dad you got any thoughts on that no but okay you need a timeout i think we need a timeout for a second all right we're gonna take a quick break uh, and then we'll come back with uh, the rest of the league. <coughs> hey, we're back. You there? 
Yes, let's do it. All right, so let's pick up with David's team. Uh, what do you got on David's team, Trevor? All right, let's get to David's team. So David, uh, JT Real Muto, um, you know, probably hasn't – we've talked about, like, leading with catchers again. Um, you know, he probably hasn't been what he's wanted there. But uh, Aaron Judge, alien. I've said it before. The guy is an absolute monster leading the league by far in home runs um, and, you know, uh, death taxes and a leadoff home run from Aaron judge is a guarantee in this, in this life. So that's been great for him. Um, Randy or Rosarena is one of the guys I wanted in the draft and he actually outbid me and he kind of started out slow, but he's been on like a torrid pace the last month hitting uh 300 with a 888 OPS, um, six homers, 16 RB. I think there was like, I think those six home runs came like within the week, one week. Um, he was on, he was on fire for a little bit there. Um, let's see a few other guys. Um, Bader, Harrison Bader has been great for him. Um, you know, Michael Brantley being steady Eddie as usual. Um, Trevor story coming back, uh, from his slow start. Um, and then, uh, you know, pitching probably hasn't been what he's wanted. You know, Alex Wood's been, as you guys all know, as Giants fans, probably hasn't been what you guys have wanted. Now Max Scherzer's on the IL for him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, oh, Tony – you got to mention Tony Gonsolin. He's been fantastic for him. Um, those are kind of some of my thoughts so far for David's team. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I mean, you think – Trevor hit on the, the big ones. Um, you know, Urias has been decent, um, and you kind of expected that. Um, Trevor's story has picked it up as of late. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody that's doing exceedingly playing exceedingly above what I thought they would or below well Tyler Rogers has been maybe not his ERA and things are disappointing right now but yep aside from Aaron Judge all of his high volume players have been uh, on his team log anyway okay or bad um even with as good as Trevor Story's been David's got a 788 OPS out of him that's fine. 232 average. That's not very good. Uh, even with the Rosarena coming back, only a 752 OPS. Alec Baum, who started off really well, has get a 614 OPS for him. So guys are starting to come back, but they're coming back from deep holes. So uh, Marcelo Zuna, 664 in over 160 plate appearances. So again, those high volume guys just playing poorly has uh, kind of held him back so far. So we'll see how he does, uh, if they can keep uh, keep coming back and fill some of those holes they dug for his team already. All right. Uh, seventh place, Tortuga Pirates, Brandon. Yeah, he's been um, – he was, he was kind of – he was on a hot start. I think he was leading for the first few weeks, uh, maybe the first month or so of the league so far. Um, so he's been falling off a little bit lately, but – um, let's see who some of his Ty France, you know, he's been uh, a great surprise. I mean, I don't want to say surprise. I mean, I think we've kind of thought that he was a pretty decent hitter, but I don't think at the pace he's hit so far, 326 with the 883 OPS, um, 
it's that's that's awesome. He had a pretty good performance out of um, Ezekiel Duran today. It's probably a guy he recently just picked up off the um, the waiver wire. Um, so, I mean, France has been the big bright spot of his uh, lineup. Uh, I don't think Andrew Vaughn. He's been decent. Um, it, I mean, two ninety eight, uh, eight thirty nine OPS, but uh, only one hundred thirty one uh, plate appearances so far. So um, he hasn't been, you know, big superstar bat or anything, but he's been solid for him. Um, let's see his pitching so far. Uh, Carlos Rodon, you guys know. Um, he, I mean, he's had his ups and downs, but he, I mean, seventy strikeouts is his his strike. Watched a few of his starts. Um, I think one of them was against the A's, and he's his stuff is filthy. He, that was a big uh, free agent get for the Giants, and he's been great for uh, for Brandon so far as well. Um, and his pitching, uh, his I was looking, I've been looking at his because I think we've been pretty close in um, in strikeouts, but his innings are low, a lot lower than mine, and he's you know keeping up with me in the strikeouts, and I'm like dude, your K through nine is just insane. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm right at the, the, the league or the, uh, I'm staying right at zero basically. And he's below that. and He's keeping up with me in strikeouts. So his strikeout guys have been uh, phenomenal for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just keeping in that vein. I mean, overall, Hunter Green has 72 Ks in 55 innings. He needs to, you know, his ERA is, uh, coming down, it was pretty tough at the beginning, but in, in Mackenzie Gore, I mean, I, I, I was really questioned some of Brandon's, the amount of money Brandon spent on some players to pitchers in particular, uh, but he has proven me totally wrong um, with the production he's getting out of them. So, and William, and William Cont- Cont- uh, I can't say his name, Contreras has been, uh, isn't that yeah, Wilson Contreras' brother? Um, anyway, he's done very well at catcher, albeit as you know, small sample size with only seventy-two at bats. But, but uh, anyway, yeah, uh, seems he's got a little bit of bad luck with the win-loss record. He's got a three-fifty-four ERA, but he's got a losing record, twenty-six and twenty-nine. So wins have been a little hard for him to come by in that category, and he'll probably be doing a little better if some of that luck improves on that um as far as any other players he's had yeah he's had some rough luck with some of his hitters he recently traded you frank schwindel dad but Mm -hmm. uh not before (laughs) frank schwindel left a pretty nasty mark on his team to the tune of a 220 average and a 660 ops in uh 130 plate appearances so did a little damage on his way out but um (laughs) uh, he really got six bucks out of him at least so and well Maybe you'll – it seems like you're starting to reap the benefits of that, uh, of, of his turnaround. So um, we'll see if he can do something a little better for you than he did for Brandon. All right. Uh, who we got next? Uh, Eric, Captain Jack? Captain Jack. The, the other partner to say, hey, kid, with all the trades, um, he is – he has, you know, Walker Bueller, you know, and he probably hasn't been, um, you know, the ace that he's probably wanted, but, you know, he's still been solid so far this year. Um, you know, I think those numbers will, will start to uh, turn around and get better. Um, you know, he's got 
the probably one of the best relievers in the league um, with Josh Hader. Um, he's he I think blew a save tonight, but that's very rare for him with the uh, 18 that save holds probably near the top of the league um, with with those numbers. Um, you know, Brandon Woodruff for him, um, he got him in the tra- I believe one of the trades with uh, you know I think Kenny got him from Brandon and then they traded. Um, and one of the main trades that I think Mookie Betts was involved in that one, but he's been, uh, I would say a, a disappointment for a guy that they, a lot of people had a uh, top five, maybe and more probably top 10, but that that's uh that'll be big if he can come off the IL and uh, be more of the guy that uh, people were expecting him to be. Um, and then Otani, you know, he's uh, he no longer has him as the hitter, but the pitcher, you know, he'll have his, his big bright spots, but uh, 65 strikeouts through 47 innings is, is really good. The ERA, a little high, but um, the K to walk is is amazing. I love to see that beautiful K to walk, like I've said before. Uh, Jock Peterson, one another giant that people, you know, you Giants fans love, and he's been, you know, hot and cold, but, um, you know, he's got put up some monster numbers back and forth. I don't think he's had them for a lot of that. I think Jonathan's had them for – most of those hot streaks, but um, 13 homers, 30 RBIs can't ask for much more for a guy that they picked up, you know, pretty late in the um, the offseason market. Uh, Luis Robert, he's coming around of late. Um, and then obviously he traded for Bryce Harper um, with the Shohei Otani. That was a, that was kind of like your guys' salary move. I thought, you know, it was a pretty even exchange between those two p- big power number guys. And, um, superstar uh, bats, but yeah, those are my thoughts on Eric's team. Um, well, he's obviously getting nice production offensively out of Pete Alonso and Devers um, in particular. Um, um, Javi Baez has been a massive disappointment to him, I'm sure. He's uh-huh. He stands out quite a bit to me. Um, Tyler Anderson, <laughs> Been very nice, very yes. nice production. Um, so I really like that. He got Pavetta from me. If Pavetta can, you know, live up to his previous year's press clippings and continue to pitch well, that could be a really nice pickup for him uh, as well. Yeah, you guys covered it. Uh, again, lots of high volume players with bad stats. Uh, Willie Adamas, uh, Will Smith, the catcher, even. That's got to be one of the biggest disappointments. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Cedric Mullins. These are all guys uh, with a lot of plate appearances and really bad numbers on the team log. Uh, a lot of, some of those guys aren't on the team anymore, so <laughs> they've done their damage and moved on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see who he can replace them with in, in the coming months and uh, see how he can get those numbers up. Negative 48 in the uh, projected innings pitched log for Eric. And he's in rotating back between fifth and sixth place. That's uh, pretty solid to to have that still. Oh, yeah. Little movements and possibilities there with with those numbers. And he's like the opposite of Brandon. He's got a 380 ERA, which was like 25 points worse than Brandon. But he's got 32 wins and only 25 losses. So. Uh, he he passed on the curse uh, to the <laughs> Pirates for uh, uh, kind of stealing off his team name, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we, 
All right, so that takes us to uh, you, Trevor, trading away. You guys start. Or I'm not going to comment on my own team. <laughs> All right. Dad, or you want me to get it started? You can start. That's fine. All right, I got three names here. Uh, actually, four names. Uh, three good standouts and one bad standout. So uh, offensively, John Carlos Stanton looks to be one of your better high-volume players, although he's been hurt recently, hasn't he? Yes, coming back from the IL just this week, I believe. Yes, and I know you've been looking to we, – we discussed uh, the potential of trading for, for Cole a little while back before I moved him for Otani because um, you were looking to boost up that hitting. Um, and, yeah, is he's been good, 284 average, 860 OPS. He's got 11 home runs. Um, but, again, it's a lot of high-volume guys not putting up good numbers, although – Matt Olson's been pretty good, not, although surely not as good as you were hoping for. Uh, 830 OPS is kind of on the low side that you would expect from him. Tyler Stevenson has been a nice standout. I remember we were, a bunch of catchers were going, and uh, you were considering going in on, I think, uh, Ruiz with me? Uh, I believe it was Grandal. We were kind of going back and – yeah. And you were like, yeah, I'm kind of deciding between Grandal and Stevenson, and you went with Stevenson, which has – like he's blown Grandal out of the water. So Grandal's been like one of the worst players in the league, I think, on the team log. So that was a wise, very wise decision. Um, Cronenworth has certainly been a disappointment. Uh, he's only got a 641 OPS on your team log and just a couple home runs. He's starting to come around as of late, though. I think he has a couple home runs in the last few games. And uh, having him last year, I remember he did do that. He did go through stretches where he was kind of cold and then he just got hot. So if he continues that, um, there should be better things on the horizon. Pitching-wise, of course, Garrett Cole uh, has been awesome after his first few games. It seems like he just needs to get get the feel for things. But he's come around, and he's he is one of the best bets for complete games just because if he's pitching, they're not pulling him if he's pitching well. So I, I look at Garrett Cole, and I think he's good for two complete games, which there isn't anybody else in the league who I can say that for. And I think – does does he have one already? I think he does have one already, doesn't he? No, he does not. Oh. He's pitched into the eighth a couple times, but um, does not have a complete game yet. Oh, okay, my mistake there. Uh, well, I'm still calling it two complete games for Garrett Cole. Uh, and then uh, the other standout, uh, Jordan Montgomery – uh, 296 ERA, 099 whip, 410 K to walk uh, on your team log. Uh, unfortunately, only one and one record, um, but those are fantastic numbers. So uh, huge production out of him. Really important for your for your overall numbers. Dad, anyone uh, stand out for you? Uh, well, of course, Mookie Best finally is living up to his press clippings as well. So he's been a great acquisition for um, Trevor. Uh, Spencer Torkelson so far has been pretty bad. Uh, although, you know, he's young, so that could turn around. Uh, Montas and Kyle Wright. Nice surprise. Kyle Wright's a guy and I bought in two or three years ago. I don't remember how long it's been, but I thought he was going to be good. And I took him early. I think I drafted him once or twice and he was just a disappointment. And, uh, He's finally turning into what I thought he was going to be, but I had kind of given up on him. So a uh, good move on, on getting him. Um, and then, you know, disappointments. 
Um, I mean, maybe Flaherty missing the beginning of the year is a disappointment, but it certainly has nothing to do with his performance because he hasn't had a chance to perform yet. Um, so, anyway, that's about it. Yeah, my goodness. Mookie bets 10 home runs and only 89 at-bats on the team log. Um, I'll just throw a couple more names out there. Uh, Francisco Lindor, I know you were really excited to get for $15, and 258 isn't great average, but it's good for our, for this climate. And he's got nine home runs and six net stolen bases. And then I know you said you were focusing on Kato Walk, and you've got a bunch of guys with great Kato Walks, Frankie Montas, uh, Garrett Whitlock. Um, we've got some good relievers with great Kato Walks, so uh, investing in those guys has certainly paid off. Uh, is there anybody we missed you, you'd like to mention? Yeah, I would think probably one of my highest paid guys that, you know, he's probably hiding down there on the bottom of the roster there. Um, Chris Bryant has been I mean, he's only played a couple weeks of the season. Um, in those couple weeks, you know, no power, but, you know, he was getting on base at a pretty decent clip. But he, I would say he's been my probably biggest disappointment, along with probably Cronenworth, who was pretty expensive. Uh, luckily, I've been kind of able to write the ship with, a, you know, a few ads from those guys. But, um, yeah, those are probably my two main disappointments, I would say, so far. All right, uh, moving on to fourth place, Chad. Thoughts on Chad's team? Chad's team's been a great surprise, I would say. Uh, Nolan Aaron, I mean, with a guy like Nolan Arenado, who, who with his uh, battering mate, Paul Goldschmidt, they were on like a just an outright tear for a couple of weeks. It seemed like they couldn't get any, no one could get him out. Um, and JD Martinez, a great guy to have. Um, his batting average is uh, insane. As far as league wide goes, uh, three fifty eight. Um, the power numbers uh, probably won't be what he's never really been like a super high home run guy, but um, they're they're definitely down from uh, from normal. But uh, with the three fifty eight average, it's kind of hard to complain. Uh, Martin Perez, uh, no one was expecting what he's done so far. That was that's a great. I'm sure that was a waiver wire ad. Um, and he's been he's been pretty much fantastic so far. Um, Jamison Tyon, another one. Uh, he's been probably just as good as as Cole, if not better, at times. Um, and uh, see how I don't, uh, Giolito maybe a little bit of a disappointment for him, but um, and you, who knows? He, he drafted Strasburg for a dollar. Uh, he's supposedly he's looked pretty good and. In his rehab starts, maybe that's a, another boost to his rotation. Um, so, I mean, those are those are kind of my like just at a quick glance. Um, oh, tra- I mean, tra- and Trey Turner, you can't forget that guy. You know, he's he's a five star or a five tool player that you know he's nine net stolen bases. Those RBIs in that lineup, I and mean, the Dodgers are just that's just a crazy lineup with Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts. I, I don't know how. Um, I mean, if it's the Yan- if the Yankees can finally get out of their own way, Yankees-Dodgers might be a really exciting World Series if we can get to that point. Dad? Um, I think you covered it for the most part. Uh, <clears throat> Hosmer's been a little bit of a surprise, actually, although I think he's fading. But uh, I don't think anybody thought he could hit his way out of a paper bag. At least I didn't. Um, uh, Jeffrey Springs has been a decent pickup. He's not getting you quality starts, but all his other numbers are good. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Max Free, very good. Uh, so he's getting a lot of production out of him. Shamanaya, yeah, kind of so, you know. All right. And Paul Blackburn. So he's getting out of a lot of guys. He's he's uh, getting some, you know, decent pitching. He's got a lot of pitchers, as do I. Um, but uh, anyway. Dad, you've mentioned he's pretty high in innings pitch, isn't he? Yeah. Um, as of yesterday, he was plus 74. Yeah. And we were discussing how the, some of those – for some of the stats that doesn't matter so much like theoretically wins and losses that'll neutralize strikeouts and walks that'll neutralize but there are some other ones like ground and double play holds quality starts which those stats will start to come down a little bit as those innings pitch equalize but yeah looking at his team log i don't see a lot of guys with high volume performances that have been really bad um just a couple of them yuli Gurriel's not been very good and brandon low before he got hurt wasn't very good but other than that, like good, decent to good performances from everybody else, and that's been uh, that's been enough. Is avoiding those bad performances for Chad, and then just a lot of solid performances. I, I will say that I was very surprised when he kept no Arenado at the price he did. I I thought I wouldn't have done that. Um, Arenado started out the year gangbusters. He's definitely coming back to earth. Um, uh, he's not near his numbers aren't near as good as they were, you know, 30 days ago, but, uh, but nonetheless, he surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we get to the top three. That takes us to Danny. Yeah. Danny, like we've always talked about, you know, the big, the big bangers of the offense that he has, um, Jordan Alvarez, fantastic for Houston um he's kind of probably picked up some of the pace that has left that lineup um 16 home runs 34 RBIs uh really good for him uh Cabrian Hayes I think is a really nice surprise I think some you know people are pretty high on him but um from his numbers from last year uh he he didn't really hit the ball at a great clip and um He's hitting. He's he was hitting a lot better uh, earlier on in the year, but uh, two eighty nine, seven sixty eight OPS for Cabrian Hayes is pretty solid, I think, out of him. Um, Vlad Guerrero. I don't want to say he's a disappointment, but from the obviously the monster numbers um, he put up last year, I, I, I guess you have to would call it um, a disappointment. But uh, we Kenny and I have talked about it a few times. Is that they played in Buffalo in a minor league stadium last year. And everyone knew that that those numbers were probably inflated due to that that ballpark. Um, it, it's a it was a band box for them, and a lot of guys in that lineup their numbers are down. Bobachet's numbers are down, so um, that could be the cause. I, I know they've talked about it on MLB Network. The pitchers have been pitching them a lot different, so maybe he'll he'll adjust and um, he'll come back around and start picking those offensive numbers up. Um, Juan Soto. Uh, you know, his numbers are down, but, you know, he's still, he's still, you know, um, 831 OPS, even with that 228 average. So he's still getting some production out of him. As far as pitching, Nestor Cortez is the name that obviously stands out. Um, I don't think anyone was going to have him where, where he's been at so far with a sub one whip, one five uh, ERA and the K to walk that he has so almost five. So uh, Nestor Cortez, 
definitely big, uh, big surprise for him and, and, uh, and, and, and needed for, for sure for him. So those are the, those are kind of the big names that have stood out for me. That, um, yeah, well, I think some people thought Wainwright was going to fall off this year, but he's held his own. So, um, and he continues to be one of the top guys in quality starts, just like he was last year. Um, uh, Danny just picked up Ranger Suarez for me, and Suarez has been a disappointment, but he did have a really nice game today. So who knows? That might be uh, a winner for him. You know, he's got he's got a number of guys that could be. You know, uh, not enough. Um, Sample size yet to know for sure, but Aaron Ashby, Grant Ashcraft, uh, a couple of guys that I, I think about and think could be, you know, really good. Yohan Duran is a relief pitcher. Um, I see. Um, I think uh, Trevor's hit most of the hitters. Acuna's doing pretty well coming back. Uh, uh, Cody Bellinger, that experiment so far isn't panning out. Um, although he's not the worst guy in strikeouts in the league, but um, so those are some of the observations I have. Yeah, stepping out and kind of looking at his team as a whole, Dad, you've mentioned it's been a surprise. Like his, uh, it's his pitching that has been so awesome this year. Um, I mean, he's up there in the hitting stats, but he's not as dominant as we were expecting. So I think all these, like the guys you guys have mentioned, like Soto and Vlagro Jr., and maybe we can even throw Ronald Acuna in there a little bit as underperformers. Those guys are coming back. They're bouncing back. And I see Danny's hitting bouncing way back, and he's going to start scoring more points on offense. And then on the flip side, I, I think his pitching's probably going to come down a little bit. Like some, some of these ridiculous performances um, – like like you mentioned, Nestor Cortez, he got a 162 ERA. By the end of the season, his ERA is probably going to be closer to 262 than it is to 162. And there's a few of these guys that are really performing very strongly in ERA who are probably going to come, come back a little bit. So it's just a matter of how much can his hitting bounce back and how much can his pitching hold where it's at. Because if his pitching can hold anywhere near where it is, once his hitting bounce back, uh, look out. I think Danny's going to be way up there in the standings. I mean, he's already in third place. And mm -hmm. you know, he, it wouldn't surprise me if he's in first place, you know, even in the coming weeks. Like, that could happen in the meantime. So, yeah, some other, some other pitchers that we didn't even mention that, you know, certainly merit mentioning Eric Lauer um, and particularly and Joe Ryan. Um, uh, and then, of course, Kershaw – was terrific you know he's hurt now but that's we expect that but he's getting good production out of Kershaw and even if he only gets two-thirds of the season out of him with what he paid for him it's well worth it yep all right takes us to second place Scott yeah Scott's team has been just dominant uh I would say in the month of May um Jose Ramirez leading the world in RBIs. Um, two, uh, I his his OPS is over a thousand. Uh, two ninety one average. You know, not much more you can ask for from him. Um, he finally got uh, Adley Rushman up. I don't know if he's been you know 
as exciting as like what the hype around him is. Um, you know, you wait so long for these prospects to come up. You want him to just light the world on fire and he's kind of come up and struggled a little bit of late. So, but uh, he's riding, riding with them. Um, Christian Walker. Uh, he's been, a, he was a guy I kind of, you know, flirted with a little bit with the power numbers when he was on the waiver wire. Um, uh, I mean, he's getting decent production out of him at, at least the home runs. His average kind of kills you, but um He's been, you know, 14 home runs is a nice little get. Um, and then Byron Buxton, I, I believe he started off really hot. And um, he's been kind of back and forth day to day a few times. I don't know if that's – if he has little injuries bugging him, but um, he struggled big time, I believe, for um, – I think he was like 0 for 25 or 0 for 30 or something like that for a big stretch of time. So he's maybe kind of starting Still to there? bounce back. Can you guys hear me? Hello. Uh oh. Lost you. Yeah, so Byron Buxton, um, I think everyone thought that he was just picking up right where he left off, um, and he's kind of kind of slowed down of late, but um, I'm sure he will, he'll pick that back up. And then Freddie Freeman, the power numbers aren't there, but, um, you know, you can't, he's probably one of the best. I've always admired the way he hits the ball one of the few guys that still choke up and, you know, just will take the ball the other way, shorten up their swings. And um, I've always admired that about Freddie. Um, and he's just, I, he's one of the best hitters in the league with, uh, with doing that. So that's, that's what I've got for his hitting uh, Manoa. He's been so dominant, not, not a great start from him today, but um, he's still, he's still going out there through six, got the W with the, with great run support. Um and then you dart, you know, he's had just Verlander, Darvish, you, you know, you name it. He's gotten the the big guys, uh, those big three right there for him alone. He could just start those guys and probably be just fine <laughs> in pitching. And if you want to take that advice, Scott, you could just go ahead and do that too. Uh, but yeah, that's a, uh, and a bummer. To, uh, he's, he's been a uh, p- pretty decent for him too, with the net save holds nine net save holds. So he's been getting a lot of, a uh, lot of help from everyone on that team that um yeah i mean i kind of highlighted you know his good hitters i'd say and josh bell too has been pretty good um maybe a little regressing of late but still very good some of the downsides i think winker's been a real disappointment um although reading just before the season there were some that were projecting that he was not going to be able to keep that up because of his trouble against lefties or righties. I don't remember which it is, but um, 
but anyway, uh, that Winker and Gallo are probably the two biggest disappointments. Um, I love his starting pitching. I wanted Manoa so bad, but I didn't just didn't have the money to go. As far as relief pitchers go, uh, Bummer's been good, but Clay Holmes has been one of the top two or three relief pitchers in uh, this year. His numbers are just across the board beautiful. Um, I almost picked him up at one point, and I decided not to, and I regret that. Um, so, um, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, you're right. He's got three wins and nine net save holds out of Clay Holmes and no runs in 18 innings for, for Scott. That's a good point about Clay Holmes. Yeah, you guys pretty much covered everybody that I had written down. I'll, I'll add Tim Anderson was amazing uh, until he got hurt, and that that – hurts really bad and that might be one of the reasons that uh, he's not quite in first place though he after today he may be really close if not there um but he was hitting 356 uh for scott and now he goes from tim anderson to gavin lux who's barely got a 700 ops on the season so that's it, it may come down to you know who stays healthy and whose players don't like dig deep holes in, in those in those stats so if you can stay healthy and your guys perform halfway decent then <laughs> you got shocked to win this year it seems all right so that takes us to our last team that's me the kraken the kraken the big el chapo um i'd like Paul... to this one off if i could. oh go ahead kenny yes uh, uh, i think uh this is a prime example of corruption Jonathan's team really <laughs> sucks, and I cannot figure out how in the world he is in first place. It makes no sense to me, and I think uh, I like to use this as a forum to call for a league-wide investigation. Uh, and you know, after all the nice things we did and said about him, you know, before the season, it's really disappointing that he stooped uh, to this level. So. I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase Mike Trout. I mean, nobody ever likes the commissioner. I'll just talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think quite the opposite. We showed we did like you. you you've now <laughs> disappointed. Anyway, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. But since I'm already talking anyway, uh, shoot, <clears throat> you know, uh, Goldschmidt's been off the charts. Uh, Luis Arias, Arias, is that how you say his name? Mm -hmm. Same thing. Austin Riley started out choppy, but he's come back. Bobachette, when you acquired him, was, as you mentioned with me, down. He's hitting now Cedric Mullins still you know need I did my mind at least isn't there yet um Otani's been good but not not devastating um so uh, as you know I you know Pena is a nice guy to have on the bench behind your guys at shortstop and you're pitching you know Corbin Burns Sandy Alcantara you're welcome uh Chris Bassett you're welcome Framber Valdez. I mean, it's a good group. It's a really good group. And and you have nice relievers, too. You know I love relievers. So. Yeah. Um, obviously, Goldschmidt. And we had talked – I think we – so we had talked about a couple guys. So, like, Goldschmidt, um, Danny didn't keep him. Um, I kind of was in talks about trading for him this offseason. But it didn't seem like um, – I, I didn't really believe in Paul Goldschmidt, which is a, a shame on me because he's 
just fantastic. He's been a just awesome baseball player for his whole career. Um, but whole four oh six over uh, twelve eighty two OPS over the last month with ten homers and thirty six RBIs. It's just he's on like absolute fire. To put him out soon so Jonathan can slow down. Um, and then uh, you traded for Shohei Otani. Um, he's been pretty solid. I don't, I don't. I mean, he hasn't been what Bryce Harper probably was for you, but um, you know, I think it was more for salary for you to kind of get in, even that out. Um, I think we talked about. So you paid a decent amount for Jorge Polanco. We kind of were talking about Lindor and how where I got Lindor, um, and he's probably been Polanco. Probably hasn't been exactly what you were hoping for. Um, out of your second base or shortstop for you. But um, I'm a big believer in Brian Reynolds. I think that he'll come back. It was kind of tougher. Obviously, I get Mookie Betts. That that was a, you know, a no-brainer for me to make that pull. But um, I think Brian Reynolds will make a comeback this year. So um, I, I, it's scary if you if you get Bo Bichette and Brian Reynolds and some of those guys that have struggled to, to kind of come around um, and you're already at the top of the league. So um, – and then Corbin Burns – you know, he's lighting the world on fire per usual. Uh, Since I've traded Chris Bassett, he's been a little bit slower. Um, He had a decent start in his last outing, but um, got the quality start with the loss. It was against the Dodgers, but um, he's been pretty, pretty good for that uh, strong Mets rotation. Um, So, yeah, I think that you're, you're, oh, and it serves you right that Kittredge got the blown save today for you stealing him away from me. Another another cheating move by our loan commissioner here, you know, cheating as usual. So, but yeah, serves you right. Getting the negative one net save hold from him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it does. I, I, I got <laughs> that one. Just a couple other guys to mention as I guess you'd say disappointments on some level or another. I, I imagine you expected more out of Castellanos than you're quite getting out of him. I mean, he's not been awful, but uh, not to me, not quite the numbers that you would probably want out of him. Definitely not. And maybe your biggest disappointment of all is Rondell, who you mentioned. He's been just pretty terrible. I mean, I am not looking at your team log, but his season OPS is 487, so... I don't know if there's any uh, regular players. He's that... probably the worst player with over 100 at-bats on yeah. the team log. And I'm sticking with him. Going back to what we said before, I am freaking out a little bit because it's so bad. But <laughs> I, I do know he's streaky. So I, I think he can get you know, back to a 700-plus OPS with the amount of walks that he takes once his power comes around. I mean, he has power. He only has two home runs on my team so far. So I'm going to stick with him. I, you know, unless I manage to get someone who I project to be better rest of season, but I still have him as a top 10 catcher rest of season. So I'm just going to – hopefully he doesn't drag me down too much and he comes back a little bit. But. And and I suppose Robbie Ray has some disappointment, oh, disappointing God. element yeah. to him. I've been right? close to dropping him a few times, but that seems hasty. So. But no he has 77 strikeouts. I mean, like, can you – I mean, that's – even if he does blow up a few games for you, at least he's giving you some numbers. Um, and then I was going to comment on who was I looking at? Uh, oh, I was, I was looking at Grandal, but so his, his numbers are so odd to me because like he's been known as like, you know, one of the best hitting catchers. I mean, his numbers weren't be- like great last year, but um, no one's catcher's numbers were, he had a 940 OPS, but the t- batting average obviously wasn't um, uh, great, but, 163 with a 487 OPS. It's just like, 
uh, it's not even playable. And uh, I've talked about it with Kenny, and it was just like, like Jonathan's sticking to his guns on that one. He's just going to start him no matter what. Like, but uh, yeah, those are, those are my kind of finishing thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes, uh, <laughs> man. It hasn't been pleasant, but, um, and we were, had planned to talk about, uh, but I know we're running kind of long. Um, you guys have uh, one, one trade each. You guys got a trade that kind of sticks out to you. We'll, just briefly talk about that and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, Ken, you want to start? Uh, I'm not ready. So I've got to look at them real quick. <laughs> yeah. I kind of got to look at them too. I mean, I guess uh, obviously I'll, I'll, I'll go with our trade um, Chris Bassett for Brian Reynolds. And I know that Kenny's flipped both of him, but I think that that trade will probably end up being the trade that will have keep, keep me in the running in the Todd. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to win it or anything, but like, it's at least exciting to be pushing forward. And I think the Mookie bets, I don't think without Mookie bets, I'll be, I would be anywhere near the top right now. So I'll, I'll go with that one for me. Yeah. And I, I guess I can mention a few kind of big ones. Uh, Angelo and Angela made a, a pretty three, you know, three for three trade that, that sent Tate Oscar Hernandez and Ozzy Albies to Angela. And then Angelo got, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That went to Angelo. And then Angela got Pablo Lopez and went Maryfield who you'd mentioned before. Um, uh, me and Eric swapped Shohei Otani and Bryce Harper. Uh, Dad, you've had two five for five trades. Uh, you, you, you and Eric. Um, Eric sent you Charlie Morton, Mookie Betts, Bobby Witt, Logan Gilbert, and Julio Rodriguez, who the the latter three were your big pieces you were, that you were looking for next year. And I'll, I'll say all three, even though Bobby Witt not quite as much, but all three of those I, I think still look really good, especially Julio Rodriguez. Um, and Logan Gilbert look great for next year. And then Eric, Rafael Devers has been awesome for him. Mm -hmm. I expected him to be. Yeah, he's been awesome. He hasn't got much out of Bueller and Woodruff. Bueller hasn't been good, and Woodruff's been hurt. And so Robert's been missing time, too. So he's, yeah, he's a lot still, of injury there. He's still waiting for those guys to perform. So I'll hold judgment on that trade. Um, but I'll say for, for pretty confident in that you got two very nice pieces in Julio Rodriguez and Logan Gilbert, or at least that. Agreed. And then you and I had a trade. Uh, the, the big pieces for me were struggling Bo Bichette, Cedric Mullins, and Brian Reynolds. And I got Chris Bassett, who's like, he might be a top 25 pitcher. Um, so I'm happy with those guys. Hopefully those guys come around. And then you got uh, Tariq Skubal was the big keeper pitcher you got in that deal who continues to pitch awesome. I know you really want to keep it Ruiz and I gave you Kelvin Marte who has been awesome since, since the first of May, he's probably the best of um, maybe not Bo Bichette. Bichette's maybe been a little better in the last couple of weeks, but Kelvin Marte has been what, what I thought he was going to be. Yeah. He's been outstanding. I'm, I'm happy with that. Maybe in one sense or another, the most lopsided trade was also a trade that Trevor and I made because he dropped the guy that he got the very next day. And um, the guy I got is, still, which was Aaron Loop, and I I got Jerkson Profar, who's oh, actually been yeah. done pretty well. You essentially bought Profar for a dollar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You or two dollars, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. Worth the money. He's been pretty good so far. But I said that sort of sort of tongue in cheek. That wasn't. I don't really think it's one of the great trades, but it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> right, he well, was hot though when you traded for him. So I mean, and. You were like, I have excess of relievers, so I was just like, yeah, let's let's do it. We'll I'll trade away Profar. 
I, I will say that you like probably have the least amount of connection to your players. Like I, I consider my guys family and I don't think you consider your players family on your fantasy team, Kenny, you just trade away anyone you want to. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> no, I mean, in other years I have felt that way, but um, as I've often said, and this goes back to the very beginning of fantasy baseball. I traded away Albert Pujols at his peak, uh, and I traded away Roy Halladay. I don't even know if you know who he is, but he oh, was, come on, he was the best pitcher <laughs> uh, in baseball at the time. So I'm not, I'm not afraid to trade good players. Yeah, I was in diapers yesterday, Kenny. Come on. <laughs> um, I've been around you a few times. I could have sworn you were wearing one. But anyway. Oh, now we're getting di- we're digging deep here. <laughs> yeah. So one thing you're you're referring to how you feel like your players are family is it's it is a cognitive bias called the endowment effect, where you value something a little more highly just because you own it, just because it's yours. So you place more value on it just because of the ownership. And you, Dad, definitely do not suffer from endowment. <laughs> I think everybody else does. I know I do. I get that. I got recency bias, but endowment effect that doesn't that doesn't phase you at all. I, I think you're maybe a little bit off there. I think I do. I just have an ability to overcome it. Yes, I agree. I think that's what it is, and I think that's why you're also the evil empire. So, I mean, there's that. So you just will you'll cut you'll cut anyone that that you think will back that will kind of backstab you and you just do it before they do it. You just cut him like, Oh, he's not performing. I'm trading him. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm cutting him loose and you'll, you'll do that to anyone basically. So. <laughs> well, uh, the Evo empire was dominant last year, but uh, the forces bounced back this year. So <laughs> it has to balance out at, at some point. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining me, you guys. Trevor, it was awesome having you on. You had great insight. It was awesome. Just, I was happy to just uh, let you talk first because you had great things to say and made it easier on us. So thanks for joining us. Sweet. Thanks for letting me guys talk because I'll talk forever. <laughs> Hence those two-hour conversations. I just said I'd to that. All right. Yes. Good night. All right, guys. Have a good night. Yep.